Hey, what's going on, Faye? Stop. It's a special day today. Not only because I'm at the Albemarle Police Station, which is pretty rad. I always think it's cool when a police station allows us to come and podcast at their thing because, you know, that's a police station. That's a chief that gets it, that understands real social media. Uh, when you allow other street cops and pro cop podcasts to come into your station, into your house and do something, um, it takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of trust from the police department. Uh, so kudos to the Albemarle Police Department. Uh, but more excitingly, I'm sitting right here with Jaku. When some people say Jaco, some people say Jaku. Hey, look, it's it's a, it, there's a lot of different ways, man. It's Yaku. Yaku. But it it is it is very cool to be in a police station with a chief that I think relates to street cops. Yeah, I think he gets it. I I really think it. he does, man, because this doesn't happen. So no, thank you. It's great Dude, to be on. Thank you. Stop, Eric. Thanks thank for what you, you do. Thank you. And uh, we love the blue, man. We, yeah, uh, absolutely. We can't, absolutely. Yaku, can't, what what is yeah. your name? Like, what does that uh, derive from? Is it's it... really a combination. It really derived from Jacob. So you so okay. just drop the B. Yeah. But I'm South African, right? I'm, oh, I'm, South I mean, I'm African. a human. I'm a U.S. citizen. Sure. But I'm born and no, raised. No rugby or soccer. Rugby. Buddy. Yeah, let's Come go. On. I just won the World let's Cup. Go. Come on now. It's got to be. It. It's got to be down and dirty. Yeah, no we're, we're big rugby guys here. No we're big helmets, rugby on the show. No pads. I mean, I played pro rugby for a long time. Did you really? Yeah, yeah that was my. What was your position? I played wing. You yeah. played wing. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I, <laughs> I got you. Speed. I was a hooker. Not in the human trafficking sense, hooker. No. I was a hooker on the field. And I tell you, when you play, the way. Let's just get right into it, man. Yeah, I love go. it. Uh, in that scrum, when you're in that hooker position, yeah. greatest hooker in the world, the moment a guy called Malcolm Marks. Man, it is, it is trench warfare. It is, it is head to head. It's great. It's, it's, it's a I, magic moment. I love it. It's magic. It, yeah. it, it's you're in the moment. Which, which, if we talk just about street cops, it is the moment that you signed up for. Mm-hmm. It is also the moment that, that, you have when you when you put that uniform on in the morning and go that any day can be anything. Right. Right. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't think regular folks just relate. We can't do what we do in fighting human trafficking without street cops. It's impossible. It's sure. absolutely impossible to do the work we do without street cops. Cannot be done. These guys are unsung heroes. They, they're the champions. And so I, I take rugby and I transpose rugby, pr- pr- having played nine professional seasons, I transpose that into anything I do on fighting human trafficking. I approach it the same. I strategize the same. Really? Absolutely, 100%. I take the same analytics, how I break down the enemy, the opponent, how it operates, how I look at, you know, we, we call rugby, you run for daylight. You find the gaps because there's no yeah, blocking. Sure. Right. There's no, there's right. no blocking in yeah. rugby, right? So you got 30 guys on the field. Now just transpose this into a cop situation. It's a traffic stop. Okay. He's walking up on a car. He doesn't know. Is it illegals in the car on the border? Are there minors in a vehicle? I mean, he's a busted taillight. It's running a red light. He's walking up on a situation that you've done situational awareness. You've done training for. I mean, you play scenario after scenario, but you don't know. You don't, you just don't know. You're walking up. It could be anything. It could be officer. I'm sorry. Listen, man, I'm in a hurry, but I sped. I'm sorry. Here's my license registration. The cop goes, praise God. This is an educated citizen or it is combative. Right. Right. It could be anything. Right. He's watching. He's six. He may have a partner. He may not. No one's blocking for him Mm, in that moment. I see what you're doing there. No one's blocking. No, it's him exposed to the street. The elements that he can see, rugby, there's no blocking. So what does rugby mean? Football, you seldom, you shouldn't get hit in the ear hole from your blind side. If you get hit in the ear hole in football from your blind side, it means someone missed the block. Right. You should be hit by what you can see. Sure. So it's me and you. I'm sizing you up. I got to beat you. My lineman's got this guy. My tight end's got that guy. I'm a wide receiver. I got the ball. I got you. And then you get lit up from the side, someone missed the block. Somebody missed the block, yeah. Okay? Rugby, there's no blocking. No. It's not allowed. Which means it's 15 on 15, but when I have the ball, it's one <laughs> against 15. Yes. So you get lit up like a Christmas tree every tackle. Yeah. Every tackle, you get hit blind. 
I've, I've got you and four guys and someone lights me up from the side. It's a cop situation on the street. Yeah. Literally. Uh. It's like I can only, what I can see, I'm managing what I can't see, but no one's blocking for me. Mm -hmm. And you go, well, I have a partner sometimes. Okay. Then it's two of you against right. the street. The streets. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and you can't outrun your support. No. You can't get further than the guy can Never. support you. And that's what I love about rugby yeah. because it's selfless, right? Like if you, if you, my, uh, you got me on a rugby tangent. We'll get off go, of it. No, in a second. let's go. But, but it's like, so real. My it's favorite. So, I was part, thinking this yeah. morning driving and man, this is, I want to talk to these street cops <laughs> and go, golly, man, it's Trent. You're in the trenches. Yeah. You cannot, if you no. outrun your support, yeah. you get penalized. You lose the ball. You lose the ball. You can't be like the star of the show no. and go like, maybe, maybe you can make it almost to the goal line and you look really cool for 15 seconds. Yeah. But when you get hit, you lose the ball. Yeah. You lose all of that ground that you made. So you can't outrun your support. Um, and, and you have to sacrifice, right? Like if, if I'm, if I have the ball, I love this in rugby, you know, we, it, the coolest thing about rugby is that when somebody scores a try, almost if, if the guy who made the assist that yeah, took the yeah. hit right at the last took second, held it, hit, held, yeah. it, held it, held it, held it, held it, and then dumped it yeah. and took the hit. Everybody runs to that guy because yes. they know that that's the guy that selflessly sacrificed his body to give up the ball. I rugby is a great sport, but listen, what you're doing, uh, let's start there. You've been seen on the blaze. You're on the blaze constantly. You're on Ted talks, Fox news. You do all these things. You're like the leading expert in the United States, maybe in the world on human trafficking and child trafficking. I mean, you're, you're everywhere. Uh, you I'm have just, JB I'm ministries. Just, I, you've got it all JB, going on. I'm thankful to play my part, Yeah, you know, to be in it, just been in it for a long time, Eric. This is my 29th year fighting, combating child sexual exploitation. Yeah. And it started in 1994 with my sister being trafficked mm. and, and my love for cops. I was never a cop. I did serve in South Africa, I yeah. served my, you know, my country, my love for cops, my deep rooted love for cops is because the first morning when we needed to say, okay, you know, you have a sister that's being trafficked, right? You go to the police. Right. And, and, and they show up, you know? So there's just an ingrained yeah. appreciation Right, that it will never go away, and it's right. just growing deeper and deeper. That's great. Yeah, I, I, I get to have uh, dinner with you guys uh, last night, and I get yeah. to hear a lot of the conversations. And, and um, of course, I've listened to your your podcast. It's great. How do we find your podcast, Jaku? Yeah. Well, the podcast is called The Bottom Line, yeah. and that's on YouTube, Rumble, yeah. and then I'm on the Blaze uh, with Glenn Beck and the News and White Matters. But really, the Instagram is where we drive information on trafficking and then you know how do you how does it, is it where do you get uh shadow banned at all for the chat why why is I'm social media why well, is social media so anti yeah. this child trafficking movement Dude, i well i have i'm i know here i can freely freely share my opinion so, um, yeah, i'm okay. currently uh, right now i am restricted is sure. the term yeah. on youtube right because a week ago we had america's constitutional coach and we're sitting, Rick Green, and we're talking about the U.S. Constitution, Second Amendment, right? And we're talking about particularly how citizens should aid law enforcement <coughs> with information, see something, say something, should appreciate law enforcement, etc. And YouTube, go, through the lens of combating child sex trafficking. Right. So we're talking about child sex trafficking. We're talking about Constitution, the intersection of child sex trafficking, Constitution, and law enforcement. And YouTube goes, can't have that conversation. Can't have that conversation. You're restricted. Take the show down. All kinds of crazy stuff. So, yeah, no. I mean, we get dinged. I mean, yeah. uh, all the time. And and for things that you would just go, this is just, it's common sense. Yeah. You know, you know I, I always say this. in in when When the six cops got shot in Dallas, Texas. Lost their lives. Right. And a mayor at the time and a police chief at the time did not have the understanding of street cop and turned it on the dime in the defund the police movement. Same week. It was like the rise of the apocalypse, all evil. And it was this social virtue gesture of, you know what? Um, law enforcement is bad. Yeah. And defund the police. And let's show a gesture. You know, the first unit in the nation that get defunded in police, in the defund the police movement, was Dallas Vice Unit. 
So you're going to defund the unit that fights for children. Do you think there's an overarching, I don't want to say conspiracy theory because that's got a negative connotation to it, but like what you you, got to ask yourself why? Who's in it? There's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. Who's trying to protect it? Yeah. There's a disconnect between the street cop and, and. Well, there's always been. Street cops become detectives. Street cops become, you know, sure. The, the, and 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 I don't understand why um, we get to this point where you're a street cop and you get moved into the detective, and then all of a sudden you get on on some of these units, advice units, and everything, and then you forget about where you came from, and we don't work with them. I always like to say, as I listened to an episode that you had with an FBI agent, she said that she works with street cops. Yes. That the FBI works with street cops. On I disagree with that. Yeah. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. Yeah. I think the FBI just show up. And her and, and I disagree. You, you off did. Air, you, even, and well, you kind of dis- on, on on the air, podcast. I disagree, you did a little but bit. off you air we really disagree. Right. Because I was like, wait a minute, that's not my. I'm in two. F- we're in two FBI HSI cases as I speak, right? And it is a, dude, it's a doozy. Right. The, the disconnect between the FBI yeah. and the street cop. My thing was, I when she said it, I said, "Are you?" I mean, she's she sounds like an amazing human being. By the way, I'm not. I'm not crapping on her at all. Uh, But but I think she just she's miss she misunderstands it, or or she doesn't. She's so far away from. Different lens. It's like I'm like, are you delusional? You guys have never. You never talked to street. You might go to the vice unit. I'll tell you this: in a big city, in a small city like this, the street cop that's been there for four years. Yeah. Four, four to six yeah. years because he's not he's motivated now and he knows something at four years and it you know at six years he's really good but he, he's not jaded yet yeah he's not politicized yet because yeah. he knows you know at some point in your street cop career you, you get to that point where you're like well i have to start playing the game so that i can get promoted right and then we start kind of you know and, and you play the game and, and that's go, the difference that between the sheriff's year. department typically and and the police department and and i it's that four to six year because it's really all I am just kind of shoot straight. Yeah. It's it's budget. Sure. It's budget. You know, a sheriff is an elected official. Mm-hmm. The second his budget gets approved, he's got sole discretion yeah. on that budget. He could buy vending machines with his whole budget. <laughs> now he's not gonna get reelected, but exactly. he could. Right. He does and so he can he can arm, deploy, train deputies. That's very difficult in a PD. Yeah, because they're at, the, no, they're at the hand of the city manager. There's no the sole discretion. No. Yeah. The, the, you know, so who pays the ultimate price always is the street cop. Yeah. Right. That, that's underfunded. Sure. Undermanned. I don't know. And and please check me on this. I mean, the, yeah. the cops in the cars right now as we're speaking, <laughs> sitting manning, you know, road construction or, or school zones this early in the morning. So correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know that we have a single PD that's fully staffed. In oh, the country, can't, no. In I mean, it would be, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I would say some small, obscure. Yeah, but you're no right. metropolis. No, no, city. no. Nobody wants to be a big city cop. I mean, we're two thousand officers short in Dallas. Thirty-five hundred. Think of that number. Yeah. Thirty-five hundred officers short in in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Number one trafficking city in the world. <sighs> in the world. <sighs> okay. You got thirty-five hundred street cops officers. Short. Oh, and even that. I mean, how many vice cops do you think they have? Like no, five? No, I mean the the units, the unit, the, the anti-trafficking units. This this their states, neighboring states from where we're sitting, where the whole anti-trafficking unit is one or two people for the state. <laughs> and, and and those one or two people are so ingrained in their next promotion or getting out of that spot and getting into where they really want to be. Because I guarantee you most of those guys in sex trafficking units in a lot of the big cities, they're appointed to be there. They don't want to be there. And so they're, they're, their whole goal is, how can I solve some cases to get out of it? But That's you know, funny, man. We're on the show. I just got to be real. We're on yeah. the show. And I'm, and I'm, just a shout out to, uh, to amazing buddy, Mark Geist, Oz, yeah. Benghazi. Let's go. That's Oz from Benghazi. No yeah, way. I mean, it's- don't answer the phone. Take that call. Hey, Mark. <laughs> Brother, I'm in a podcast and live <laughs> in this podcast. I just want to give you I want to give you props. It's a law enforcement podcast, Oz. And it's a podcast to law enforcement. Um, failure to stop. And I just want to honor you, brother. I can't talk right now, but I just want to honor Mark Geist for his service to this nation. Um, as a warrior, we're honoring police and you call at the same time, brother. So honor to you. God bless you, Geist. You are a champion. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're a champ. I, I do. 
I do want to call you after and talk to you about um, some of the work, please. Hey, Mark, let me just make it, let me make it a little bit more awkward for you. I just want to say thank you for your service. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> bless you, brother. God bless you, man. I just want to take the opportunity. Okay. Bye-bye. To make Mark just a little bit awkward. Mark, I felt like Mark, that would be. Marcus. What former, a hero. What a legend. Former cop. Yeah. What a legend. Cop all the way up on the rooftop in Benghazi. Yeah. Dude, it's Literally insane. arm blown off. Yeah. And you, uh, you, when you talk to that man, yeah, this is this is Dude, so God, right? <laughs> That's what, this is insane. Like I got chills right now. That was random, but thanks that I could do that because I love no, honoring thank you. Him. Are you serious? Uh, because we I mean, were working, you know, Mark is helping uh, combat human trafficking. He trains uh, canines, yeah, to detect technology. Yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah, last so night. actually finding microchips in drywall, yeah, that has child porn on it. So yeah. street, it's amazing. So guy, that's what that you know, yeah, we're talking. But I didn't know. But to honor him, when you talk to that man about street cops, you'll he, yeah, he gets. Well, so, you know, that's what I was saying last night. We're, we're going back to the FBI thing there. Um, I, I always say this: that that street cop with four to six years knows more about human trafficking in that town than the sex crimes detectives than any of the detectives. No, they know. They know. He, they know. They, they, know. they know the And here's the crazy it, thing yeah. about it, Yaku. Yaku, this is the craziest thing about it. This is my beef with the whole thing. It's what I'd like to, to, to talk to you about. Those street cops, we know what night the glory hole night is. Oh, yeah. We yeah, know yeah. it. We, know, we, we can tell. We know what sex shops have got the nasty stuff going on. We know the hotel that everybody goes, oh, yeah, that's nothing but a brothel over there. We know that. We know that. And you know what we get from higher ups that were once street cops? It's been like that for 30 years. You're not going to change it. Yeah, How does this work? How is it that every street cop in this town can tell you that house right there? Yeah. That house? Yeah. They're trafficking. They get, the street cop right now could tell you that. But there's a disconnect between detectives and all these agencies and these three letter agencies. They'll come in and they'll work one house and they won't talk to the street cop. They won't. They say they do. They don't. I, I say this, I, Eric, I say this often. And this is a shout, shout out to Albemarle uh, a PD, a completely different kind of a shout. Albemarle is different. Okay. Like, and, you know, maybe it's because it's a small town, George, but they're different. George, as a detective who fights human trafficking here, different kind of detective. Well, obviously, because we're here, right? Because like they, they, a yeah. regular department wouldn't invite us to be here to talk there's, freely about this. They wouldn't do it. There's no way. Are you, they wouldn't do it. We're, we're literally, you could pan the camera. We're sitting in the training room. <laughs> yeah. Of the PD. Right. I mean, it doesn't happen. Okay. No. But, but but to your point, when we talk about, um, you know, CI informants, when we talk about, you know, uh, citizens who are informants, I say this. I believe, and, and please disagree with me. Uh, I believe that our chief informants on what we need to know is actually the street cop. Sure. I 100% agree with that. You, you hear what I'm saying? There, there's a resource there. That's not mind. Right. No, you're Come right. in here, sit in the situation room, and tell us, tell us where yeah. we, what would happen if the Fed could humble themselves for a minute. And it it's it, let's just go shoot straight. It's humility. Mm -hmm. Pride comes before the fall, scripturally, right? And and my faith is everything. Humble themselves and say, Hey, Officer Johnson, how long have you been here? Six years. What do we not know? Yeah. What do we not know? You drive. Could you imagine the change? You, you, you drive, wheel right in the back and shotgun. Show us. Could you imagine? Show us. The work that would get done? It would we'll, be we'll stop crime. Oh, it would stop crime in a heartbeat. If, if, well, one, the, the motivation factor, the morale factor would go up. The but morale. You, you would learn so much. If a guy like Yaku came into my department and said, hey, we're... Where 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 where's the worst beat? Who's got the worst beat? You know, it's always gonna be the, the officer with four to five years that's got the worst beat. Oh, it, it's Johnson right there. Johnson, mind if we ride shotgun with you tonight? Yeah, come on in. Yeah, hey, listen, I, I do it. I do it a hey, lot. Turn your camera off really quick. Turn your camera off, Johnson. What am I missing here? Where where are the kids getting trafficked? Because you know, for 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 whatever reason, you know, and this is street cop mentality. If a chief comes over to me and Officer Johnson, you know, not, obviously not the Albemarle chief, sure. right? But you know, if the chief of Raleigh would have came up to me and said, Eric, where are people being trafficked? You know what I would do? Am I in trouble? 
Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> well, why are you asking me these mm. questions? Because they're so disconnected. Mm. They're so disconnected from the street cops. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. And, and, and these vice officers, oh my gosh, if the vice officers who were once street cops, if they came in and said, hey guys, listen, yeah, we're about to do yeah. some kind of sting. We want to do a sting in this area. But no, what they do is they show up and they just do this thing. And, and the street cops are like, what the fuck's going on at the hotel? Why are all the cops at the hotel? We don't even know. We don't even know that there's a sting going on. What if they showed up and they were like, hey, they don't have to tell us there's going to be a sting. And what I if they understand they're going to come with, listen, this is a federal case. I, I get it. I, I look, I also understand they're higher ups at the FBI because you want to you want to talk about a corrupt bunch. Brother. I mean, and I, I, I as a as a non-officer, as sure. a non-government official, as an NGO, by God's grace, I get to one moment talk to a presidential candidate and the next moment to a street cop. Mm-hmm. They don't get to do that. No. Right. Next moment to the FBI and then be on a call with HSI and FBI and go, you're full of crap. HSI is going to take this or your or special response team or who Secret Service. It doesn't. And so I get to walk in all those worlds and I'm looking at the lay of the land and I go, guys, we have intel with a guy that beats the streets in the pavement every day, that knows that school, that knows that joint, that knows that Burger King. That mm-hmm. know, I mean, why are we not bringing these guys in and saying, blows come on, well, man. I mean, look at George, right? That's how we got introduced. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a great detective yeah, out of, of Almiron. I'm not going to say his last yeah. name. Um, but George has a very street cop mentality. 100%. Very big street cop mentality. 100%. And he sees very things. Very connected with reality. Very connected. And, he, you know, he's got programs that he started. Yep. He's not a dancing TikTok cop. This guy's not famous. George's not famous. Couldn't care less. George doesn't have a 1,000 followers. This guy, George actually, this guy followers. actually told me he spends date night with his wife on his own hours <laughs> and own dime, right? Yeah. Feeding people. Yeah. From Albemarle's. No social media. Boxes and badges. Yeah. Right? I just went down to the Boxes and Badges warehouse. I was there yesterday. Found that they, their last truck made them, th- what was it, $3 million to date total on stuff that they have given to the community. This is this is something he started. And he was telling a, me. A, 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 yeah. detective. A, detective. <laughs> a, one guy. And he told me while we were going and through this. Oh, and so humble. So humble, right? And we're walking through this this warehouse that I'm, I'm blown away by, yeah, by the too. way. I'm just like, yesterday. yo, this is insane. You started this? He said, yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, how are you not the most famous cop on the planet Earth? Like, you're way cooler than, like, everybody right. else because you're doing real shit. But he told me, he said, do you know how many crimes we've solved from this? Oh, And I said, uh, yeah. I said, uh, I said, what do you, what, I was like, you solve crimes from this? He goes, well, you know, because people can come in here and take free stuff. And he was like, but they I talk. get so much information. They, share. they start talking. Yeah, it's insane. Right. And I was like, bro, you're brilliant. You're a genius. In, in a week from now, he's delivering to a hundred families Thanksgiving. Right. But you know what? It takes okay. an Albemarle chief. 100%. Because if you're a street he cop. He has air cover. Yeah. Why do we have an air force? So the boys <laughs> on the ground will fight like Mark Geist, yeah, who never got air cover, by the way, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, whose fault was that? Called Hillary Clinton yeah. over and over, uh, fifty-two yeah. times. Little occupied. When we know there was a drone in the air, mm-hmm. man, there's all sure. there's stories there I can get into. Oh my gosh, yeah, okay. Why do we love air cover? So the guy on the ground will go, go for broke, buddy. <laughs> They're coming. Yeah. They're coming, even if it's just a flyover. A chief is air cover. Yeah. When the cop on the street doesn't have air cover, no one's blocking. Right. He's exposed all by himself. Right. It's it's. We- well, so I, in my book uh, that, that's coming out pretty soon, it's called Pig Latin. It's seriously funny, true story. Shameless plug on my own podcast for the, for the book. I I title one of the the chapters "Thirsty Lieutenants," and when in big city cops that are you know that have problems Albemarle does not have. What yeah. we find is, yeah. is that you have Georges who have this grandiose idea and then you have a thirsty lieutenant who it wasn't the lieutenant's idea. And he says, George, no, uh, we're not. Well, it's not going to help no. my promotion. Yeah. No, no, George, we're not going to do that. And then all of a sudden you've got some kind of bureaucratic uh, yeah. shop with a cop and it, you know, it's, it's very, and, and they put it all over social media and they do it all for clout. And we, I know we were talking about social media and, and I feel like there's a fine line. There's a thin blue line, if you will, with social media and the, the police departments. When you're doing social media for clout, 
it's never going to work. Even, it even outside, but even people outside see of, through even it. Even outside a police department, I mean, if it's not authentic, if it's not authentic, it's not going to work. But when you have something authentic, like George, not if it's law enforcement, right? I mean, it just comes off cringe. <laughs> well, we, off- we have to repair the relationship between community and law enforcement, and that doesn't help. I'll tell you. I mean, no, the, it doesn't the dancing help at all. Cop stuff. You had a shirt on yesterday. <laughs> I love this shirt. Even Thank more. You. Yeah, this is a red pill threads. That one was. Yeah. Uh, this one stops sexualizing children. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Look, I, I and 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 just the other thing, you know, in in the whole in the whole 2020, 2021 madness, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I get I get righteously angry, but inside there's a violent storm. When I see somebody burning American flag, I dude, I want to go to war. When I see someone jump on a cop car, mm. set a cop car on fire. And you're from South Africa, buddy. Uh, well, immigrants who came yeah. legally are the biggest patriots. <laughs> I go, are you out of your mind? I come from a place that doesn't have law and order. Where you dial our version of nine one one, nothing shows up. It's you and yourself. Where we have community policing because there is no policing. I mean, the, the 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 disregard and the disrespect for the street cop. We did a, a exercise in Nashville, Tennessee. Once a year, Nashville has fanfare. It's a big deal, huge. I mean, it's Keith Urban in the streets and and Miranda Lambert and mm. right, and crime started rising in Nashville. Right, that's not conservative at the moment. The city, most ma- major cities are not, which means the right. chief is not conservative, the mayor is not. They're all woke and lost their minds. Right, they did a simple little thing. They decided, and this is two thousand pre all this nonsense, but let's say let's call it two thousand nine, somewhere. They started putting cops on horses in the streets downtown. So they elevated the cop. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you can see the cop. Sure. So you got 250,000 people in the streets and you, and you see 50, 70, 80 cops on horses, not on Segway, on a bicycle, right. walking, because it's a sea of people, right? Right. Crime went out 80%. Yeah. 80%. I believe it. Just... Just that alone. And yeah. so it's undeniable. The presence of street cops solves crime. It does. Just the presence. Right. If you then mind their intellect and their experience and like, hey, this street. And their curiosity. Street. Come on. Like man. their curiosity. You know, when you've got that rookie who's like, hey, why are the lights off mm-hmm. at that gas station Every night, like every other gas station that's open yeah. is lit up. Why is that one so dim? Just, and you're like, well, I don't know. It's just a piece of shit gas station. No, no, like go in there and see what's go, going on. You find go out there's some gambling going on. You, find, you know, maybe some trafficking going on. Something. You know, crime. Obviously, you know, there's never going to be just one crime. crime. Begets crime. Exactly. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Right. So you, you know that that's going to be a honey hole. But because you're like ah. You're just a rookie, right? We can't do that. Yeah. When I was a field training officer, you know, that was what really important to me was never undermining the curiosity of a rookie. And I I, I think with a lot of the programs, and I, again, I'm taking this from, from our dinner last night. I, I was listening to, to a lot of the conversations because yeah. it was a it was actually a fabulous dinner because you had so many different elements, elements yeah. there. And everybody was kind of relaxed and loosey-goosey. I mean, Christy, so, Christy was there. Yeah. You, you, had, you had nurses there. You had the police chief at the table, you had a detective, you were there. I mean, right. it was an amazing. It was a good, diverse group yeah, of human yeah. beings. And I was thinking the whole time, I said, you know what's not here? Street cop. There was not a street cop. There's not a street cop here. And a street cop, that makes, well, me being a former street cop, I would have hated to see me sitting at that table. Because honestly, real deal, I would have been like, the fuck does he, why is he at? Why, why is the chief taking that guy? He's a podcast. What the fuck's he going to do in Albemarle? Why is he at dinner with all these fucking people? Mm. I should be there. I, I've got a human trafficking situation right now. Yeah. I haven't even been able to write a port on it because I don't even have a crime yet. Like, Look, I just I'd, have a hunch. I'd, I'd argue having you there yesterday and having having George there, I mean, it kind of, we had that perspective from a street, but I, but I, but I hear you and I echo it loud and clear because it, it's a different, look, life, and I want to get into what's really happening with trafficking here, but life is situational awareness and it's a perspective of looking through lenses yeah right no everybody has a different it's, perspective it's yes. you got it yeah and there are some angles that we are not tapping 
Yeah, we're always going to miss angles. Like even in street cops, going to miss all the bigger angles too. The street cops angle yeah. is an underappreciated, under resource. Well, that's, what, that's what I'm an advocate for. I think loose spitball on it for you. Take it if you want it. Don't get me want it. There should always be a street cop liaison for every department for the agencies. So I should, as a street cop, and I I, I used to preach this at my my thing because I, I wanted my uh my rookies to have it. It doesn't exist. There should be a liaison that a street cop can call. Uh-huh. And say, I got this kind of situation. Low key, what should I do about it? And instead of having some asshole to have to be like, what? What is it? You know, what I have is a liaison that says, oh, okay. So you have or why don't you put a little bit more work in there? Send me the report. Let me look at it. And then I'll feed it to who needs to, to go to. Or that liaison could say, Yeah, I don't think you really have anything there. And that way you don't feel like an asshole when you call the uh the sex trafficking detectives, you know, because you 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 give them one bad case, they discredit you. So a lot of street cops that are trying to make it in the world, there should be a liaison that works with street cops that let street cops yeah. know, hey, you, you, it's no, okay to have a bad idea, idea, buddy. So it's okay to have a bad yeah. idea. Bring it to me. I'll tell you if it's a bad idea, but bring it to me. Don't be afraid. Exactly. Don't be afraid. Well, we tell community, tell what's going on. see something, say something. Yeah. We, tell, we, the community, you know, we tell the community that. See something, say something. And then the street cop goes, I don't, if I say something. You're going to make me look like an idiot if I'm wrong. Come on now. What are we doing here? Right. Yeah. For yeah. the same reason I say, why does every police department not have a chaplain? And, and, and why and why can't mm. we get these guys help to of what they see every day? Right. And same border, the guys on the border right. at the moment. I mean, it's look. And so many what you'll find, though, is if you go to an agency like Border Patrol and we I don't know. I've stopped counting 11 trips to the border. I don't even know. And we've gone into the red light districts in Pietras Negras inside. We just did a rescue out of Mexico City. Mm. You know, two children and a mom that were trafficked from the U.S. into Mexico City. You know what I find? I find that the FBI we work with in in uh, Mexico, um, you know, the HSI agents, Victor Avila, um, Agent Zapata that lost his life, mm. right? Former street cops. Yeah. I find guys on the border, former street cops. I fight guys in 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 uh, DPS, Texas Guard, uh, National Guard, former street cops. Mm -hmm. Street cops are everywhere. At some point, disrespected here, then go there, then go there. And I think now with it being so difficult to recruit, mm -hmm. if you look at just recruitment standards, I talked to the recruitment head of recruitment uh, recently. We did a training for um, Houston. Woodland Speedy, how how hard it is to recruit, to get rookies. We talk about rookies. We need them. Right. Come on. We need them. But they're fighting the government. They're fighting social media. They're fighting the narrative that, that cops are bad. I mean, it's, it's – so society is not doing street cops a favor. Well, the no, and they're not. And I, I think departments – to combat that or relaxing the standards, which is a dangerous very precipice. Dangerous, very dangerous. You, you, and that's why we're seeing, um, I love it when you talk about morals. I'm a big guy on morals. I, I talk about the, the moral degradation. I, I think as a police officer, you should be held to a higher moral standard. Um, I, I think infidelity as a cop, I, I think this should be a career ender. Yeah. A DUI is a career ender. Yes. I, don't, I, I think infidelity on your family yes. um, at, at some extent should be at minimum suspension. Because how, how are you how are you a judge on a bench? Not that a street cop is a judge, but a street right. cop has tremendous authority. Tremendous. Okay. How are you? It is almost impossible to not in your daily walk as a street cop in a human trafficking situation. Like, let's just be real. A street cop rolls up on a situation. Some of our biggest beef with street cops sometimes are, hey, these are not prostitutes. They're not prostitutes. I know it looks like a prostitute. I know she's 23, she's 24, but she's a she's a sex trafficking victim. She's been trafficked since she was 14. Mm. She's not a prostitute. By definition, by definition, for her to be a prostitute, it would mean that she had never before been coerced, been defrauded as a child, okay? Forced fraud coercion, mm -hmm. right? Which we don't have to prove 17 and under. She was never a sex trafficking victim. She made a decision one morning to go, you know what? I'm going to pick up a career choice and I'm going to sell my body. Right. Okay? Doesn't happen. Almost never. No. Yeah. Now, does the street cop have the training, the air cover, 
right? To analyze that situation, we do so much training. We train street cops. I mean, I the number is staggering, how many we train around the nation. I'm saying, well, what is the situation? And the street cop understanding that moment when they roll up on a trafficking situation absolutely determines what happens in the courtroom. 100%. Yeah. Because some scumbag lawyer that's defending the pimp, the pedophile, the John, right, that's buying people for sex, will find a gap somewhere in the process of arrest and the handoff from, from street cop or, or vice unit detective to DA. That handoff, things can go bad. There's so much pressure on the street cop to get it right all the oh, time. Yeah. All the time. So now you're asking a street cop to be a prostitution expert to know the law. You're asking him to be a child sexual exploitation expert to know that law, state by state, okay? And all the laws that get passed in every session that contradicts law. All and the mental illnesses. Impossible. you got to be an expert. You're asking him to understand woke <laughs> culture with gender ideology that is an abomination from hell. It's from hell, okay? It's demonic, okay? He's now got to go... Uh, how do this person identify what are they, Miss Ma'am, Jet Dolphin, whatever they are, right? I mean, it, it, all in a moment yeah. while um, not getting hurt himself, right. not getting his car set on fire. It's, 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 then, Insanity. then you lower the standard of the recruit. Right. It's, it's a, it's a black hole. Oh, it's a it's, vortex. Oh. I mean, you, you, and Nashville. I'm glad you brought Nashville up. I mean, Tennessee's had its problems with cops. I, I, we, we've we've had. I mean, well, we have a very heroic, you know. But but yeah. that heroic's also leading to right. I think they just picked up seven cops for yeah. leaking the yeah. the uh, manifesto. Yeah. I, I heard that this morning. Seven cops have been picked up. I don't know if that's it's, true yet. Uh, no, I haven't we're, verified we're, it. We're I just close. We're very close to that situation. Um, you know, my, my wife's uncle, you know, formerly was a teacher at Covenant School. We know that situation well, and there's so much there, yeah. Eric, behind right. the scenes, the history between the shooter, yeah, and the principal. So it goes back years yeah, to a previous school, oh. to a lover's quarrel. Dude, it so is. So I, I said that, so and maybe I wasn't wrong. If you go and listen to my yesterday show uh, where I talked about the Waku, uh, not Wakusha, the uh, Nashville um, Manifesto, my original, we call it Tansfordamus, Tansy, I have these predictions, right? Where I predict things, I call myself Tansfordamus. Anyway, my Tansfordamus prediction on why they wouldn't release the Manifesto was I thought maybe this, this, character he her whatever audrey was was maybe sexually exploited diddled or something which caused her to do that and that's why we didn't see the manifesto then i see the manifesto and it doesn't appear that that had anything to do with it no no i, I is there something there was yeah, i yeah, yeah, was yeah. there something there a little no, bit more look, than her look, just being a racist white person that no, look, doesn't most, seem legit well there was un unbelievable hatred unbelievable racism and let me just say this but what caused it it, there, there, there is previous exploitation. Oh, okay. There's previous hurt, but, but, I'll say as much as I can say. Sure. Inside very credible sources, and I'll do it the legal way. I'll say this: when you look at what was seized, okay, numerous laptops, yes, numerous hard drives, and then there's a note in what was seized that says. Home video. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'll just say this to you. This individual was radicalized in, in, in the trans community. This individual had suffered abuse, but was also an abuser. Okay? Mm -hmm. The mm. parents requested that... The manifesto, and that's public knowledge. People know that mm -hmm. parents requested that the manifesto would not be released because of harm that it would do to children. And I can stop there. Really? I don't know that the public will ever see it because of this leak and the way this leak happened. Also, when you look at the leak, remember now, every street cop knows this is evidence mm -hmm. that goes into the evidence mm -hmm. locker, right? Mm -hmm. Look at the leak, the notebook, one of many, 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 many mm -hmm. notebooks. The notebook, the picture of the notebook is taken where? On a dashboard of a car. 
Right. Which means something was taken out of evidence. Or it was it was transporting to evidence. Or to evidence that the photographs were taken before, right? But it's... But it's, or to court, back and forth. Something. I mean, there's a lot of hands that it could pass. Yes. But the thing is, it's all tracked. So, it, it, like, you had to know. Like, I said that on the show yesterday. Everything's tracked. Like, you know, like, if you're the one that leaked it, you know you're going to get found out. Like, Come on. You know. So, so, but what that leak did now is that the, the, the recoil, because every action has a reaction. Now, do you feel like the leak was, and I said this on the show yesterday, I feel like, I'm, I'm speculating, mm -hmm. full speculation. Yeah. Street Cop says, this is bullshit. I've read this. The public needs to know. Yeah, of course. Fuck it. I'm going to take of, a picture. Of course, that's the situation. That's the situation. That's the situation. And, and also. Now, do you think there was malice behind that? That's the difficult part to prove, right? In, 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 in was there was there a pay for play? Was there a remuneration? Was there, you know, I, I want to believe that at the heart of it, it was the public needs to know. Now, here's the truth: the public does need to know. Right. The public does. Now, I will say, knowing what I know, there is information in the manifesto that 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 you've got to respect the parents that that should not leak out because it will cause further harm. Like it'll make other people radicalized? No, no, it'll, it'll bring harm. It'll bring harm to children in their future. And it, and it, and it shouldn't. Well, do but, you think there you was think anything on that, that laptop that gives evidence on who, this is what I said from the beginning. I feel like Audrey Hale to commit this kind of crime in the way that she did. I was like, yo, I bet you some Christian, some she hates Christians. Uh, it's pretty apparent. And, 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 I, and I know why. And it was, did a Christian touch her? Did she, did, did she get sexually abused by Christians? Because that, that's where I'm feeling this hate it was, must no, have come no, from. Look, we, nobody knows exactly what happens in someone's history. It doesn't come from that place. It comes from a place of, I got to choose my words. It comes from a place of wanting to live a lifestyle and they weren't. And, they and, were rejecting the lifestyle, and, and that made her mad. And mm, she was violating and infringing on 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 other individuals. Okay. She wrote in again. This is public knowledge. She wrote. Well, Crowder leaked it, right? Yeah. On the hands of cops, right? So in that, she writes, "I should have been stopped a long time, long ago. time ago." Right. Well, here's why. There were many, many Eric incidents where she was apprehended and let go. Many. Right. Many. Okay. I believe it. And in the process, the apprehension came on the hands of people who frowned upon her moral choices and the threat she was to children, the threat she made to human beings, particularly the principal, right? Mm -hmm. So those who called law enforcement on her happened to be people of faith. Okay. To say, right. that said, this is diabolical. Yeah. You can't do this. But she was let mm. go. Not once, not twice. Oh, my gosh. Numerous times, right? Even the feds. I'm just saying. Right, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, the feds. Hello, Hunter Biden. Right. Yeah. Hello, how much evidence do you need? Right. The feds. Hello, hello uh, anybody. The, the, what, what, the, the Biden diary. Ashley Biden's diary, Epstein, it, insanity there. That diary, they shut down a whole media company because of this diary come on, come on. That, that elicits that maybe somebody had an inappropriate shower with somebody. Come on. Ooh. So, so this is a situation. That's why she wrote, "I can't believe I made it this far." It's insanity, right? Is it? Is it? Right? It's, it's hard for your head to like even. The morning off. I read that. I was like, I, "I'm ridiculous. an hour." What did she say? I'm an hour and a half away. A day of death, and she says, "I can't believe I make it this far. I should have been stopped." Yeah. Listen, this is a society we, that we live in right now that every it's the moral degradation, if that's the right word. Yeah. Uh, it, it, there is no consequence again, for anything because it's all wrapped into. Look, I'll to, say scripture, scripture to me as a father, scripture holds me accountable. Scripture, God's word says, if I love my children, okay, yeah. pause. Do I love them? Yes. Then I will discipline them. Hundred percent. Okay. You're setting up for failure if you don't. So now, so now you want a society that's lawless, where you can go into a Walgreens and steal nine hundred thirty dollars, and the president of the United States tells you, "Well, come on now, you got to look at their situation." And yeah, no, no, we have laws. Right. What are we doing here? New York City. We are we we helped 
with law enforcement to take down a trafficker, okay? Twice in the last 15 days, the same trafficker arrested by cops, released by a judge. Same trafficker. We're looking for her again today. Who two questions these judges? Who gets Nobody, to put the pressure guy, on the judge? You know there's no accountability for the DAs. Zero. Show right. me the accountability in your state statutes. So now I go to a street cop. This is my life every day. 29 years of rescuing children with law enforcement. Okay. Do you know on average, the average is three rescues of the same person God. before it sticks in a safe house. Think how demoralizing that is to a street cop. Oh, extremely. Hey, Johnson. I mean, that's that's why street cops don't get involved with this. Officer Johnson, yes. We're looking for Audrey. Um, this Audrey, dude, we just yeah, found her. Just gave it to you last week. Last I wrote, week. I wrote a three-page report. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, her trafficker was released by the, by the judge. What does the law of the state say? Screw the law of the state. Forget about it. Where's the DA? Corrupt as heck. Right. Corrupt as heck, played it down to a marijuana charge, a firearms charge, heck, a broken taillight, any charge but human trafficking. But Johnson, street cop, here we go again. Yeah. Risking my again. life to find Looking her. Looking for her again. How demoralizing uh, is it's that? Terrible. It's terrible. It's, it's, it's atrocious. It's terrible. So, so, so no, the, the Nashville thing, um, there's so much behind the scenes, and I, and I can't talk about it. Um, the... I think the recoil reaction there, just to close that conversation, is unfortunately because of the way it was handled. I'll say this. Allegedly. Okay. Okay. I love it. Allegedly. Allegedly. Some of the cops that stood in front of the press in the press conference two days ago were part of the leakers. Buddy. The amount of history behind that shooting, the amount of eyeballs on this isn't right. Mm -hmm. I don't know that the public now will ever see it as a recoil, right, from Nashville PD. And I'm not talking about the portion that Nashville PD correctly said. Parents came and said, you cannot release this, but you can release everything else. You should release every time law enforcement engages engage with this individual you should talk about you should talk about the school I think we have a right to know you should talk about the school board not notifying all the parents in the school that hey your new principal has someone that's threatened her life for years that's now going to come onto this school property they were never notified. So we, we got about 15. What about that? We got about 15 minutes left, if that's all right with you, to make yeah. it an hour. And I, I want to get into this, too. Yeah. I, I like this point that you do. It's a good segue. There was a case out of New Jersey this week. This goes right along with what you're saying. There's, there's a, a janitor in New Jersey, a gay man, wearing mascara. You can look at his, his uh, president's name. is Giovanni Imparelli. I like that you say, say gay man because some of the trans community told the trans community told me they're not trans. They just buy. They're just gay or buy. And we made it all these other things. So a gay man. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which, which live your life the way you want do, to live do, your life. Do, do you, Bill? As I always say, just don't don't let it in. But don't you, come in here and indoctrinate my kids. Yeah. Don't bring it around my kids. <laughs> you then, know, for sure. Then like, then we'll have a problem. Square up. So this Giovanni Imparelli guy looks like he's maybe like 24 years old, 23 years old. This guy gets around. He, he's in a he's in a thread called. Um, I can't remember the name of the thread. I, I, it, telecom, telecom, oh, telecommunicator. Okay. I don't know what, what, whatever this thread is. And the thread is called, uh, oh, geez, my mind's blanking out. Uh, 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 gay pissy play. Okay. P I S S Y. Okay. Play. And so this gentleman is in this thread and he posts nine, nine videos and 12 pictures. Okay. And in these pictures is him defecating into taco meat. <clears throat> Him cutting the whole of a beanbag chair in a library and doing things to it sexually, um, doing other in, things in a library, in a, in library, a, public, in a, in a school, in a school, sitting in a school. At a school. He's a janitor. He's okay. a janitor. Okay. He releases himself unfit onto to a be pillow. Around children unfit to be around Shouldn't children. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Public Listen, releases himself onto a pillow in the library. That it's a safe pillow that kids can go and lay on and read a book. This guy urinates in a couple of bowls. 
the cooking bowls. He dips some cucumbers in the bleach and he posts on this pissy play thread that he did it. Now, someone here, I'm not going to call this guy a hero because he's in a, in a thread called pissy play. So I'm not going to go as far as calling him a hero. He's still a deviant. Fuck. Someone with some, but he was some like conscious, right? Some, some boundary. moral conscious left. Yeah. He said, yo, that's crazy that you would do this. And he writes in the thread. And I posted this on my podcast on, on uh, Monday that he wrote. Um, I hope they get sick. That's my plan. I hate these little fuckers. These little Does kids. Does that not yeah. sound kind of like the national Does, Yes. So listen, they send this to to the police department in New Jersey, this town. Yeah. And um in Cumberland County. And on Thursday, they they receive the information. Okay. On Friday, they make an arrest. Okay. On Monday, mm-hmm. the school releases a robo telecommunication phone call to the parents that downplays it. It says that the food in the cafeteria was contaminated and other utensils. And Oh, there was one where he puts a ladle in his bee hole and then puts the ladle back into the, the area that's going to be used to, to serve the food. But they say that, the, that various items around the school were contaminated and an arrest has been made. Now that's what the parents, that's the information yeah. the parents yeah. got from the school. On Thursday, I raged. If I was a detective, if I was a cop that got this, I would call the school COVID lockdown style, right? Remember when the kids would sneeze? You shut that school down. I don't know if this is true. It's a legend. I don't know. But this is what I'm reading online. Shut the school down. No, they did. They waited till Monday. How many kids ate the taco poop? How many kids messed with the ladle, laid on the pillow, sat in the beanbag? And who knows what other this guy? And the parents were spoon fed some sugar coated Nancy. You know, I want to know if it's a public school. I want to know in gory detail that this Eric, too. Pause for a second. You're talking about a situation where he posted it in a period of time. How long was he at that school? Oh, yeah, exactly. Come on now. You got to go back three, four years. How long has he been doing this? And just now society allows him to post about it. But he's right. been doing it. Oh, you can't tell me that Giovanni's parents, they, they, there wasn't one dude in the community that said, Giovanni got a job at this school. What? Giovanni's a deviant freak. Well, he has no business. Somebody knew that and nobody wanted to say it because that Giovanni's situation, gay and wears mascara. That situation, in a normal, intellectually honest, not even moral, which, by the way, our Constitution was written for a moral people. Okay. True. When, sure. when you take moral, morality out, this country is blown to you're in pieces. In a in a intellectually honest society, okay, everybody, everybody that knew, that hired him, that any, fire everybody, clean house. Yeah. What do you do when you hire a new head football coach, offensive coordinator? You're gone. <laughs> you're gone. You're gone. Yeah. Losing team. Right. Losing team. Gone. Come in, right? Mm -hmm. No, cover it. Give the parents limited information. Limited information. Don't say this guy's worked here for seven years. We have no idea. Get all your children tested. Yes. Get your children tested. If your kid has been here. (laughs) Talk to to your kid and ask him specifically, has he met Giovanni? Release a public release. Like if you lived in, (laughs) you know. Flint, Michigan, yes. between this and this year, you may be contaminated. And and, and you know what? The parents would know not give not? a shit about the, the, the school board. All they would give a shit is protecting their kids. Their kids. If they came out and said that. But now that you don't say that, now they're gonna no, go. I want you wiped out. Like, I want your now whole I'm def- telling yeah. the parents from that school, from, from that yes. school, replace the whole school board. Exactly. 100%. Go after the superintendent. 100%. Go after the. Now you go. Now like, hired, yeah. like, 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 like South Lake, Texas style. You, I've given this speech, uh, many times and, and, and I, and I've said it on the show many times too. If you're, if you're allowing your kids, I I've got five kids. Uh, and if I, if I'm allowing my kids to go spend the night at somebody's house, I want to know the father's name. I want to know his last and name. It's on you. I want to know the brothers. It's I want to know you. the sisters. I'm going to do my research. I'm going to go. If he's got a 15, 16 year old brother, I'm going to go on that dude's Facebook. See what uh, kind of shit uh, he's posting. Uh, uh, I want to know everything before uh, I let my kid do it. If uh, my kid's going to church, I always say this one, this one pisses a lot of people off. I hope it doesn't. Who's the youth pastor? I said, well, yeah, but I say if, if you're in church, it's not, I wonder if there's a pedo in my church. There is. Who's the pedo in my church? Cause it's so, a target. Uh, you wouldn't fish in a pond with no fish in it. it so if you're a pedo, you're going to no go where the, the most vulnerable are. 
I always say this: no pedophile becomes a park ranger. No, exactly. Okay. Not yeah, that there aren't. Right. It's a game of proximity. <laughs> yes. Target rich environment. Access to children. Yeah. We literally took down a 16-year-old recruiter, sex trafficking recruiter, who was recruiting for the number one, one of the top traffickers in Texas. We took him down at youth group. Oh, for sure. On the church property. Not even surprised. Canvassing prospects because the girls in so to get into details here on, on trafficking. Familial trafficking, which means a caregiver, is now the fastest rising form of trafficking where the family is selling their own children, okay? 20, 25 to 47% of the cases, okay? It's not kidnapping. Kidnapping is under 1%. The child lives at home, plays softball. It's someone that knows the child. The amount of, of teachers, the amount of – look at Boy Scouts of America, 83,000 lawsuits for sodomy and sexual abuse. And that deviant individual – it's going to become the janitor mm -hmm. or a teacher. Wherever there's kids. It's going to put a lot of effort. Like the 9-11 terrorist. It's going to put a lot of effort into gaining proximity, infiltrating the community. On average, on average, a predator online spends nine months on a target. Nine months. Okay? They invest... They're slow. They're methodical. It's not snatch and grab. They are master communicators. They coerce. They defraud. We had a guy. We have a case of a 13-year-old. We actually have two 13-year-olds in this state at the moment that, that mm. with Detective George, you know, was a rescue and it was amazing. We have a case of a different 13-year-old out of Texas where the predator – Scouted her for nine months, started commenting on her soccer, showed up at soccer games. We take <sighs> selfies, selfish with her in the background without telling her. Then right. we'd send it to her and say, Hey, I just, I, I, I'm this dad you don't have. I just want you to know I want nothing, but I'm going to show up. He identified that that child had a father hurt, a heart hurt of being mm -hmm. seen. She's so like, I'll see you. I'll see you. What's your greatest need and i'll be that and they become it they earn the child's heart they earn the child's trust now on top of it at that child's school the superintendent started teaching comprehensive sex ed they curate the curriculum they're teaching anal sex to 10 year old kids yeah. in the classroom it's okay masturbation yep. so now in the classroom she's being desensitized in the classroom she's like well i could talk to sex about any adult this guy online is now starting to talk to me about my sexuality, but it's not weird because talking to my teachers about it, culture, this is, this is the landscape. And then, and then we go, um, let's go find her because she shows up for a meet and greet and now she's trafficked. And all of a sudden now uh, street cop who, by the way, also needs to do narcotics and domestic violence and and patrol and school zone and pothole fixing and right. I mean, <laughs> fixing the fences as you were talking about last night on the border. Fixing the fences on the border <laughs> so the cows don't kill people. Cops, yeah, cops going two o'clock in the morning, mending fences so that the cow doesn't kill someone in a head-on collision walking that in the a, middle that of the a, night. That, a, that, a, that an alien, an illegal alien has, has clipped the fence. It's, it's, a legal alien clipped the fence, came through. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. So, no, look, it is an avalanche, fastest-growing crime, human trafficking. It's out of control. And I'm not just talking about kids streaming across the border. Our border is wide open, by the way. White, white. Oh, the trafficking there has just got to be uh, immense. It's insane. It's I insane. mean, it's just but insanity. But still, still. The number one demographic of human being on planet Earth that's being sold for sex traffic is the American citizen, the child and the woman. It's wow. we're the number one trafficking country in the world. Has but, it always been that way? Or is this more of a, a recent current? No, it's been a, it's been a, a while, but not always. We're also the most pornified culture, porn yeah. feeds trafficking. We're also the number one culture where Gen Z, 12 to 25, produces porn on themselves and distributes it. Yeah. We're yeah. also the founders of OnlyFans. We're the founders you of... Know, we just had an opportunity. Uh, I own C-Minus Media Network, which hosts several different podcasts on the network. And there was a female who, who left police of police law enforcement to do an OnlyFans. Only and one of our uh, podcasts, it's ran by a Green Beret and a street cop. Um, they own First Responder Coffee Company. Yes. They had her on as a guest. And they, were asking, and they gave her great pushback. They were like, don't you think it's a little fucked up that you have like three kids and you're 
a point star in your river. Little, it's, like, it's, it's all the uh, way. They, yeah. And, and they gave us a pushback. Well, you know, it, it, coming down the pipeline, they were like, hey, would, would, would you know, we, there were talks about, hey, she's starting her own podcast. Of she course. would want to come on nope. the I said, she's no. I said, no, I, I wouldn't want that on my network because no. you've got to understand. But you know how many cops in the YouTube channel and in the comment sections, how many people were defending this woman's rights to me? I but said, listen, this is insanity. Yeah. She's got three fucking kids. Yeah. Are you serious? And she yeah. says that she's very open to her kids about this. Uh, Your kids she's are fucked. Uh, she's indoctrinating them that they will become criminal. Yeah, criminal. Yeah, or or, or victims or victims uh, of severe uh, abuse. A hundred percent, or for sure, nothing good will come out of it. It's impossible. Look, the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, immorality is breaking this nation. It is making the cops' job almost impossible. Yeah, almost impossible. Um, huge shout out to every street cop that's listening to this right now. Where you're sitting, man. Just where you're sitting. I and and if if civvies are listening to this podcast, the next time you see a cop, buy his coffee, <laughs> tell him thank you. Uh, yeah. I mean it. You know, I love doing this. I go to right. New York a lot, right? And I and I intentionally do this. This is yeah. the thing I do. I walk into Times Square because the cop that's got the beat for Times Square, Yeah, I mean, the worst beat on planet Earth. I sure. mean, it, it, it sucks. Yeah, it's okay? got it. Uh, it's it's horrifically terrible, right? They right. stand on a corner for Just 12 hours. Just get shit on by oh, everyone. Dude. So I go to Times Square. I walk straight up to the cops and I go, I appreciate you. Uh -huh. and, then, and then I That's stay. Nice. I don't walk past them. Yeah. And they get so uncomfortable. And I go, <laughs> no, I want you to understand. This is what I do for a living. We rescue children. Can't do it without you. Yeah. And then you see them going, can I trust you? Is that right? Sincere? Well, I told you, when, whenever somebody does that to is me, that my sincere? first thing would be like, am I in trouble? Yeah. Why are you talking to is me? Is that sincere? <laughs> and I go, no, thank you. I, it, it's because it's, it's, it's. It's a silver lining because, again, they go home. They're fathers and mothers. They're yep. husbands and wives. They're they vested. De they deal with all the normal crap a normal mm -hmm. family deals with. Payments, mortgage, school, drama, trauma, their own, right? But then they right. got to go and, 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 and fight for those who can't fight for themselves. So, no, look, we have to humanize the, the uniform. Um Sure, there's bad apples in every walk of life. We arrest sure. bastards for trafficking children. So there's this, right? Like you said, who's the pedophile in the church? It's yeah. not who's the porn addict. Who's going to turn into the pedophile? Yeah, that's the question we should be asking. Sure, those who are saying, "Come on, we're defending her. She's a businesswoman. You should have her on your podcast." They're all addicted to porn themselves. Right. If you're participating in the sin, you won't you won't fight it. Right. You will not. You can't serve. Sure, you always justify it. You can't serve two masters at once. It's just, it's, yeah. so it's actually quite easy to, you know, yeah. I walk up to school principals and go, hey, we're going to come train all your kids, all your kids for free on how predators use emojis. And if a principal mm. pushed back, I go, that guy's That's addicted it. to porn. I, you know, I, I'm glad you said that. Addicted to porn. If a preacher won't preach against porn. He's, he's, he's watching. Ding, 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 he's ding. He's watching. You know what I mean? You won't see a fat cop. I mean, uh, you won't see a fat priest preaching against gluttony, will you? No. Because he's living the life, and no. he knows he can't preach against this. it. Do not go to the dentist that doesn't have good teeth. And there most you go. of them don't. Don't go to a skinny chef, you know, because he can't cook. You know, I'm just kidding. But somehow but, with law enforcement yeah. and with no. the church, we get here with, nah, it's a pass. No, it's not a pass. If your pastor has not preached on pornography and sin and, and the avalanche of destruction it causes, that it feeds trafficking in the last 12 months, Get a different path. Let me go one further. For you street guys out there, we'll end it here. But uh, you go for you guys listening in the car. I was there. I was I was in the army. I was a street cop. I've been in every locker room, knowing the man. I I know what you're going through. It's cool. It's cool to show each other the pictures of the pornos. It's cool to cheat on your wife. It's celebrated, right? We're sitting in the locker room, and you're like, "Yo, homeway, did you uh, did you hook up with that girl last night? Did you hit that waitress last night?" Knowing that he's married and he has kids, it's not appropriate not and it's all. not right. Not and when you when you when you fully love your wife, when you fully love your kids, and you are dedicated to your family, 
more than you're dedicated to your job as being a cop or being cool and going to the socials and, and you know a lot of cops suffer from FOMO right fear of missing out they don't want to you know I got to go to the squad meeting well, all that stuff leads to really bad shit you cannot go out and, and and be a good street cop and a trustworthy street cop if you're going down that route so when you're in the locker room and everybody's talking about or sharing the little images you yeah. say stop you don't have to go tattletale to, to IA and be that guy but you can say no, no dude I, I, you're I, married well, why are you well, doing that homie biblical, why are you doing it biblical reference tells you it's not about tattletaling you go to the man direct one yeah. on one and you say hey brother i know of help yeah can we confidentially help you yeah. not be addicted to porn and here's what you're going to find as a mm. cop as a cop that guy who's stuck in porn is looking for a way out sure he's on an he island he needs somebody to tell them he's that it's on an up. island and he's looking for a way out. He needs somebody to tell him, dude, this is not okay. It's right. going to destroy your marriage, destroy right. your family. And and very likely, we're going to come to your house. We just did it two days ago. Mm. Cop taken down, child porn. Because it is a dark hole that well, it doesn't pause. It's a drug. Yeah. You progress through drugs. Nobody starts with a heroin needle in the arm. They start with an opioid. The high doesn't last, and you move on, you move on, you move on, right? Porn doesn't stop. It gets radical, radical, radical. Cops, senators, we took down a U.S. senator. Cops are not immune. And so it's, no. again, who's the pedophile in the church? Who's the pedophile in the police department? Denny Perkins' case, huge case. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar yeah, with it. Of course. It. It a disgusting case out of New Orleans. So brothers need to start. And, yeah. and, and the they actually called Denny Perkins. Cops. His nickname on the PD was Dirty Dick Dickens. Like, you had to fucking know that this guy was a weirdo if you nicknamed him Dirty okay, Dick so Dickens. so where's the help so, then for him? Right. Yeah. Nobody held that dude accountable. Matter of fact, he was captain of the SWAT team. So I tell you as a street cop guy, I, and, and Yako, if you want to join the fight man it first starts with holding each other accountable yes. and you know yourself the man in the mirror Come holding on. yourself accountable keeping that stuff out of the locker rooms and listen I, I know it's not cool to be the guy that says yo homie like it's not like you're married man don't be cheating on your wife yeah hey man you're married you know but you know what that you may not think you're cool in that second Give it, give it a month. 100%. When shit hits the fan, he's gonna pull you aside and be like, "Hey, man, I'm having so much problem. How, how do you do it? How, how do you, you know? Uh, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah, man, I've, I've enjoyed being with you. You're I, I, listen. What I, I've heard your podcast a couple of times. I've dabbled, you know, but I only get to hear the snippets, right? And then I was invited to this lunch. I'm not gonna lie, I'll be real with you, right? I was like, oh god, more company men with more company, yeah, exactly. uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, agencies yeah. that are just you know trying to fund their own agencies, and everything. And it, when I got in there. And when you look dapper, you look dapper as, as all get out. And I respect that. You got the night. You, you look great. And then, uh, you know, you, you shake your hand, you stand up and then you, you talk real with everybody. You're not playing the political game. You talk like a street cop talks. You're honest with us. I think this is something that street cops should rally around. I think you should get behind uh, the Yaku Ministries J, is JB Ministries. JBM, Yaku Boyens Ministries, uh, help JBM, Juliet Bravo, Mike dot org. Mm. A lot of information there. Again, also for the cop and his family. How does he talk to his son who's addicted to porn? We got you. We got your back. We will have the blue. Always. We will have it. But we got to stand accountable. And I'm an on-the-ground guy. I'm not a corporate guy. I put on the... the well, the, you're the, in Albemarle. Dude, I you're put in the Albemarle, vest, North Carolina. I put the vest on on the border, got shot at by Sonola and MS-13 we go in there with the cops. I'm not sitting in some yeah. some corporate office. We go in and and we're on we're on the street. I mean, you were in. It, it blows my mind when I came into Albemarle and saw like how little of a town this is. And, and you know, but this is a guy, Yako, who you, you're everywhere. Uh, you're Blaze TV, louder. Uh, uh, I love uh, it. Glenn Beck, three weeks ago, I'm but talking to, to the UN. Yeah. UN. <laughs> and now you're and here. I, and I literally wrote them an email. They asked me to speak, and I said, "I am not your kind." I wrote the email. Oh I, I think gosh. I'm the wrong guy. They go, "No, you need to come educate us on this stuff." Yeah. UN General Assembly. And a day later, I'm I'm in a house with a cop. I mean, mm -hmm. so so look, I, I'm on the ground. I appreciate. Honestly, long, again, I started this podcast with, with you with We Can't Do It Without the Men and Women Blue. Please mm. connect with us. Um, promote promote failure to stop like all get out. <laughs> it's Thank real. It's, it's just we need real, man. We need real talk. We do. Real 
relatable stuff uh, that's tangible. Yeah. I appreciate you being on this podcast. Thank you you so much. Thank you for doing the Lord's work, guys. Guns up, giddy up. Until next time, we'll see you later, guys.